This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation. Because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to the mom room. It is Thursday. Bubbles is laying right beside me. He's looking out the windows. So I'm, I'll be shocked if he doesn't start barking at some point. Um, as soon as somebody walks by barking, it's like, they don't understand we're in a neighborhood and other people live here and they're not breaking into the house. They're just walking by. Anyways, I didn't wear my headphones for this recording and I feel weird. I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but I don't need to wear my headphones when it's just me talking into a microphone. Um, Today is Monday. Recording this on Monday, a little bit ahead of time because this week is going to be crazy. Milo had his first day of camp. We decided a couple weeks ago, we found this super cute camp in Guelph. We decided to sign him up for it. Um, They do lots of stuff outside and it just seemed like a good fit. So I was like, okay, it's the end of the summer. Let's test it out, see what happens. So he was excited. Like we were talking it up in the last week, you know, like, oh, next week you get to go to camp, like making it exciting, just like we do for everything. Showing him pictures, uh, explaining what he's going to do there, like how much fun it is. And then the following week, so after this week, we'll probably go to my mom's place for a week or like four or five days, whatever. And so I was saying, you know, you're going to learn so many things at camp. You're going to have to explain to Papa and Sisu when we get there, like everything that you've learned, just really talking it up. They also sent a list of things that they had to have for the week at camp. So we got some things that he would be excited about, like a Mario lunch bag. We got him a new water bottle. We put like labels on everything. We got him new cute outdoor shoes just to get him excited, you know? So last night we laid everything out, got his clothes ready and he's been so out of routine. There's somebody walking by. Get ready. Bubbles. Enough. Bubbles. Anyways, as soon as they get to the second window, he'll start growling again. It's just they're in between windows right now. Anyways, he's been so out of routine this summer being home with me and I was concerned about the whole like getting up, having breakfast, getting ready, brushing your teeth, like (coughs) bubbles. Oh my God. I really need to get my studio set up so I could be in the basement. 
Anyways, I was concerned about the whole morning routine and it actually wasn't bad at all. He like had his breakfast. He was, you know, like excited to go. There there wasn't any problems that I could see happening in the morning. Um, I had a quick shower. I came downstairs. And then when it was time for him to get dressed, then he started to be like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I was like, oh no, like, so I did something that was probably bad to do, but I was like, you know what? Like when mommy and daddy pick you up today, we'll go to the store and we can get a new Mario Lego. Cause I just wanted him to have something to look forward to after his first day at camp. Like I didn't know what to do guys. I just wanted to get out the door because drop off is like around 9am. And I was, I was like, I don't know if I can be late. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I said that and he was excited about that. And then we got dressed and he was still like, I want you to stay. Like, mommy, are you staying with me? And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think mommy can stay. It's just like at school, you know, like mommy doesn't stay there because you're playing with all your friends and it's for kids to have fun. It's not for adults. And he was like, I want you to stay, mommy. Like you, you stay with me there. Like, I was like, oh my God. So I said, okay, like, we'll see. Like, well, mommy's going to go there. We're going to check it out. We're going to talk to your teachers. Like, we'll see what it's like. I wasn't giving him like a no, mommy can't stay there. But I was like, we just need to get there and then he'll feel better. And I was like, maybe I can stay for a little bit. And, you know, so we pack up the car. He's totally fine now, like gets in the car. We're talking the whole way to camp. He's still excited, like no anxiety, nothing. And then we get there and, you know, like kids are being dropped off and there's like all the camp counselors and we found there's different age groups. So we found the group for like Milo's group and she was like, oh yeah, like you're with me, like super nice. Um, Everybody was super nice. And he was like hanging on to me, like hanging on to my leg. And he was like, mommy, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. And I was like, oh my God. And like the camp counselor was so nice. She was like, we're going to catch frogs and snakes and, you know, like just making it excited. She's like, there's lots of kids for you to play with. Like, we're going to have so much fun. Like mommy can't stay here because adults are no fun. Anyways, he wasn't having any of it. He was just like hiding in my legs, like didn't want to go. I felt so bad. And so his group was down um, this little trail a little bit. She's like, all your friends and your group are just down there. Like, we're going to walk down there. And so I look at her and I'm like, can I walk him over to the group? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. I like that you're setting boundaries with me because I will just stay here all day with my child. Um, Clearly, this is not the first time this has happened for them. And they know. It's just like when you drop your kid off at daycare or at school and they like this happens, they're like, just go. Like, we got it. Like, just go. Because they know as soon as you leave, they're going to settle down and like get acquainted with everyone and start to have fun. So I was like, okay, I can't walk him over there. Um, And eventually, like, I'm like stalling. I'm like, oh, okay, like, it's going to be good. Like, da, da, da. And she's looking at me and she's like, just go. Like, you're going to have to just go. And so she like holds on to him and I start walking away and he starts bawling like bawling so imagine I'm like walking away from him she's holding him he's not like fighting her to get away or anything but she's like hugging him and he's like bawling the saddest face like just like 
so upset and I, I'm like, oh my God, you don't know what to do. Like you're so torn. I'm like, my child is crying. He doesn't want me to leave. And I'm just like walking away. I feel like I'm traumatizing him. And so I get in the car and I'm looking out the window because there were cars going by me. So I couldn't reverse and get out of the parking lot right away. So, oh great. My husband's pulling into the driveway. Like what the fuck, you know? Like, can I just get some work done? Maybe I'm going to pause the recording. Ugh, screw it. Anyways, so cars are going by me and I'm looking at him through the window and she's still like holding him and he's crying, looking at the car and I'm like, oh my God. So finally I drive by and one of the other teacher of his like had him like picked him right up and was like hugging him in her arms and he was like watching the car and I'm like, oh my God. So I drove home and that like traumatized me as well. So I've been high anxiety all day. Bubbles is going to freak out. I'm going to pause it here till my husband gets in the freaking house. One second. All right, I'm back. He took Bubbles outside and he told me he's going to clean bird shit off his car. So now I'm in here by myself. So that's good. Um, So yeah, I just, I've had anxiety all day and I didn't get an update. Usually at school or daycare, if you have a terrible drop-off within like a half hour, you get an update that's like, oh, like he settled in well, like don't worry, he's fine. I never got anything. And so I looked at the email to find the contact number and I texted and they didn't respond for like an hour, but she responded saying that, you know, he stopped crying almost like right away and he was having a lot of fun running around and exploring and whatnot. So I'm curious to see what happens when I pick him up because, well, we're both going to pick him up together. But I'm like, if he has a terrible day, how the frick are we going to get out of the house the rest of the week? And it's cre- like, I have a flexible job. Sure. I can like get work done around Milo's schedule and like squeak in work here and there. But what if I had a legit job? Not that this isn't a legit job, but you know what I mean? Like a non-flexible job, like my husband. And I had to drop him off at camp. If your child hates the first day of camp, how the hell do you get them there for the rest of the week? Like he's almost five. It's not like I can just strap him in the car seat and bring him like I would at daycare if he didn't want to go, for example, even though we never really ran into that problem. But so I am praying, fingers crossed, that he had a good day today or has a good day and he's excited to go back because if he's not, I literally don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And we've had a handful of mornings at like when he was in kindergarten last year where he's like, no, I don't want to go to school. And I don't remember how I handled that. Like we were never late for school from what I can remember. So I'm pretty sure it ended up working out. But sometimes it's such a hassle to like get them dressed, get them out the door. And once they get to a certain age and they're just like, no, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go. I'm like, um, please? Like, anyways, so fingers crossed. I will update you on camp and whether or not he liked it on next next week's solo. Um, so yes, that was my morning, very anxiety inducing. And my husband came home early. We're gonna pick him up around 3:45. So there we go. And the thing about camp is he hasn't been in camp all summer. I wasn't comfortable doing it. 
I was like, oh, he's really young. Like, uh, I don't know. But then you feel guilty if he's not in camp having fun and being entertained and social and doing all these fun activities. It's like, I feel bad if I send him and I feel bad if he's home with me. Not bored, but like we, I can only do so much while trying to work at the same time. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So we decided to try it this week and fingers crossed. Um, okay. I wanted to give a Jonas Brothers recap. So many questions about the Camp Rock thing when I posted the reel. So in 2007, the Jonas Brothers filmed Camp Rock, the first one, in Northern Ontario. I don't know the exact location, but I do know the neighborhood that I lived in, on the outskirts of the neighborhood that I lived in, right near my high school, there was a hotel. Now I can't think of the name of the hotel, but it was like the like Homewood Suites or something like that. And they had rooms. Well, all the rooms were suites. So they had like a little living room and a kitchenette and a bedroom. It was four people that had extended stays, like a little apartment. And the Jonas Brothers were staying there. And there were multiple sightings of the Jonas Brothers in Sudbury on the news and whatever. Like Sudbury is like, this doesn't happen in Sudbury, you know, it was very exciting. I remember the whole time they were filming Camp Rock and staying at that hotel. I was like, my eyes were peeled for the Jonas Brothers constantly. Like I left the house, eyes peeled, looking for the Jonas Brothers, did not see them. Unfortunately, I was like, do I wait in the parking lot of this hotel? Like how creepy do I get? And apparently they were filming scenes not far from my house because we kind of lived on the outskirts of Sudbury. So there was like rural area just like down the highway. And so my friend and I, I probably forced her to come. This was 2007. So this was my last year of undergrad university. We like hop in my car and we're driving around looking for tour buses and, you know, like equipment vans and stuff like to show, to have like something to show signs that they were filming something somewhere. Anyways, we did not find anything, but the TikTok that I posted, the auto captions said they filmed in my house. And so many people are writing comments like, oh my God, they filmed a camp rock in your house. I'm like, oh my God, not in my house. I said near my house. Anyways, I did not find them, but I was never like a massive Jonas Brothers fan to the point like I was with Hanson. Although with Hanson, I was much younger. So I was that like little girl obsessed, crazed over Hanson. Jonas Brothers came around when I was older in university and I I liked their music, but I was never like a diehard fan. And when I went to grad school in Ottawa, so this would have been 2009. So the first year of my master's program, they had a concert in Ottawa at the arena and I got tickets. And again, like I had nobody to come to the concert with me. Like I have friends, but most of my friends are not into the things that I am into, like podcasts and like Sean Mendez and Jonas Brothers. And you know what I mean? So I have a hard time finding people to attend things with me. So anywho, I made my sister come visit me in Ottawa and we went to the Jonas Brothers, waving to my husband. We went to the Jonas Brothers concert in Ottawa and it was 
amazing. Like I became such a fan. It was so fun. So then I didn't really think much about the Jonas Brothers. Like Nick went off by himself. Joe went off with the DNCE band. And I like their music. It's catchy, but didn't really think much of them once they split up. And then I saw that they had... Okay, so then I heard in New York they were doing the five albums concert but it was in a smaller venue and they did each show was a different album and I was like that's such a cool idea like I really I like I literally wanted to fly to New York and see the album that I love which is the I don't even know what it's called but it's the one that has the fly with me fly away with me or whatever song and paranoid and like I know that album like back to back This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. 
Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I did not go to New York and see the Jonas Brothers. So <clears throat> when I saw that they were doing a full tour of all five albums, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And like their new music is freaking good. It's like bop after bop after bop. So I'm like, who the hell is going to come with me? Like nobody is going to pay this money because I wanted really good seats. Tickets were like just over $400. And I was like, nobody's going to come with me. Like who is going to come with me to see the Jonas Brothers and pay this money? So I was like, you know what? I'll just buy my sister a ticket and she'll have to come to our house and stay the night and come with me to see the Jonas Brothers. So that's what I did. And she did come and it was so fun. Like we were right at the stage. It was the funnest. And I didn't know all the words to all the songs because I'm mostly familiar with just their hits and then that one album But oh my God, it was so fun. And it was so long. They came on like just after 8 p.m. And it ended like just after 11 p.m. It was like three hours long. They had a 15-minute intermission in the middle of it, which was strange. I've never been to a concert that had an intermission. But anyways, yeah, that's that. I used to be a Nick person. But honestly, like Joe is the best. And Nick is so serious on stage. Like I think I saw him smile like twice. Like, he's just so serious. Uh, Joe is more like having fun on stage. And to be honest, I think Joe's voice is better. Like, Nick has a good voice, but I don't find it to be consistent. And yeah, I thought thinking Joe was the star was an unpopular opinion, but it's clearly not. Like, 80% of you guys agreed with me and I was shocked. But then I'm like, did Joe make a bad decision going not on his own, but in a band because Nick blew up. Like my sister was like, oh, you want to know how many Instagram followers they have? And Nick has like 40 something, 40 million or something like that. And Joe Jonas has, let me just see here. I'm not even following him. He has 12 million. Like maybe Joe should have just went solo and not in a band and he would have blown up too. Like, I don't know. Why is Nick so much more? Did Nick do something else that I don't know about? He's got 35 million. Sorry. But yeah, it's just weird. Anyways, that's my Jonas Brothers recap and thoughts for now. I don't remember if there was anything else I wanted to say about them. I don't think so. I said that I would talk about the Raquel and Bethany interview. So I only listened to the first episode. It's two episodes. And my biggest thought, like I'm happy that Bethany 
let her come on her platform and tell her side of the story. I feel like we have not heard from Raquel. I just, I'm going to call her Raquel. We have not heard from her at all, but we have heard from everyone else nonstop, like nonstop. Everyone else is making money off of it. People are like, oh my God, Bethany is like making money off Raquel or like, did Raquel get paid to do this? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but when this, when the scandal happened, every single Vanderpump cast member put out like merch, like infinite podcast episodes, like clickbaity, you know, clips on social media. I'm happy that somebody was like, Raquel, you want to come on this platform and tell your side of the story or just like tell people how you're doing, like how this all happened, whatever. So I am happy that she went on the podcast. One thing that pisses me off is that Raquel is being deemed as like the ultimate villain. Everyone hates her. It's like Bethany's going to be canceled now because she had her on the podcast. Like why would Bethany like give her this platform? And it's like, oh my God. Meanwhile, Tom Sandoval is, you see clips online of him filming Vanderpump scenes with the cast. And I'm like, he was the one that was in the relationship with Ariana. People are acting like, and I believe Raquel that she was not best friends with Ariana. I do believe that. She's a lot younger than Ariana. She was new to the show. I think they were friendly and they they like hung out in the same group. But I honestly think that Raquel was mostly involved in Ariana's friend group because Tom was the one inviting her and befriending her. I don't think they were best friends. I think that was thrown out there to make the story more salacious and you know, like exciting for people. Like, oh my God, they were best friends. In the Bethany podcast, the first episode, Raquel was saying that she has never even hung out one-on-one with Ariana, like outside of the show. Um, It's always been a group of people and Tom has been there. So I do believe that part of it. And yeah, it's like, why why is Tom now filming scenes with the rest of the cast looking like nothing's wrong? And who knows, maybe we'll see season 11 and it'll be like everyone hates Tom and <clears throat> he is kind of like excluded from things. I don't know. But judging by the scenes, they had like a beach day and they were all filming and Tom's there with everybody. I'm like, what? Like he's the one that was in the relationship with Ariana he is older than Raquel. He had more power in the sense that like he was an OG cast member and like owner of these restaurants and like in this band. And you know what I mean? I just don't know why we we are so shitting all over Raquel and Tom seems to be just continuing on with life. I don't know. We'll see. Raquel is not in the next season, I don't think. And I'm curious to see what ends up happening with her, like what she does with her life. I have a feeling she'll just leave the spotlight and not do anything. I don't, I I don't know. Or maybe she'll 
start a podcast or do something. I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens there. But I believe a lot of things that she says. And yeah, I have to listen to the second episode and I'll share my thoughts on that one as well. That's the biggest thing that stood out to me though. I do believe her that she was not best friends with Ariana. Like that's very believable. Political views. Quickly, I mentioned that thing about the forest fires or no, on the last solo episode, somebody was like, oh my God, what did they say? Oh, climate change. They were like, what are your thoughts on climate change? Because it was a Q&A or something. And I was like, honestly, like, I don't know much. And that is true. I don't know much. I don't really follow the news. I listen to the toast Monday to Friday. And I, like, I just, I'm not someone that is into politics and the news. And maybe you're like, oh, that's because you're privileged and you don't have to be interested in those things. And maybe that is the case. I don't know. But when somebody asked me on Instagram, like, are you more conservative in your political views? I was like, what? Like, why? This is the problem with politics is that it's like a, a, a divide. It's like, you're either this or you're this. And I hate that. Like, why can't we just have free thoughts on different topics? Like, why do I have to fit into one side? Because then what ends up happening is you just agree with whatever that party does for all these different like areas of political interest you're just like oh yeah I agree with them because I'm liberal like I have labeled myself a liberal and so I agree with them on everything and I think that's the problem and then you're like I disagree with whoever labels themselves as a conservative and I disagree with everything that they do like in a perfect world it would be a blend of all the different parties because some are right in some things or, you know, have more favorable ideas in some things and some are terrible. And there's not one party or like political label that is perfect. So anyways, I wanted to make that clear that it's like, I'm not going to label myself as something. I don't know what I am. I do know that I don't know a lot about most of the stuff that's going on. But I am willing to take in all different sides of information. I'm not just like, no, I'm this. So I'm blocking that out of my mind and I'm not listening to it. And I agree with this person because they've also labeled themselves this. I think it's so dangerous when you are closed-minded. You're like, no, the forest fires are happening because of climate change and that's it. End of story. And it's like, you don't investigate further. You don't want to hear anybody else's opinion. You don't want to hear about research that's being done on like the history of forest fires in Canada and blah, blah, blah. Like one thing about grad school is that you realize how little you know of things. That's why I always say like, you go to grad school and you become an imposter, like you have major imposter syndrome because you realize how little you know, but that's a good place to be because then you are open to learning and hearing all the different sides and then forming your own thoughts and opinions based on all the information instead of just being closed-minded and like, no, my, um, my party said that it's this and so it's this. And I'm not going to investigate any further. Anyone that tells me anything differently, I'm going to ignore and shame them online. It doesn't get us anywhere. So I'm the first one to say that I don't know a lot 
about these topics. I don't. But I'm not just going to hear one side of the story and be like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Because I don't know. I don't know. So anywho, um, that's that on that. A reminder that, so yeah, I don't have a political view. I'm not like one or the other or this or that. Like, give me a question, a problem, and I will do some research and come up with something, you know? Um, book club starts September 1st. I think we know what our first book is going to be, but we are going to confirm that tonight because we are meeting for the first time tonight. We are going to launch on Instagram on September 1st. We will give you all the information. Right now, I'm trying to finish Pineapple Street by September 1st. It's going well. I'm over 50% done. It is one of those books that has a ton of characters, and I started to get confused, like, who are the siblings and who are the spouses? Like there was just so many names and it jumps back and forth. I also was extremely stressed and anxious for like a week because of that event that I was hosting. And so I don't think I was able to like fully, uh, like, what do you call it? Fully like get, like get the information into my head. What's it called? Like not compound the information. Like anyways, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. So that could be it, or it might just be like hard to follow. I don't like when they have so many different characters and they jump back and forth. You know, two or three is fine. I don't know how many they have in this book. There's just a lot of names and it's, and it's like hard. Like I want, at the beginning of the book, they should have like a family tree. That would be very helpful. Cause then every time you read a chapter, that's like a new name, like it's from someone else's perspective. You could be like, oh, it's this person. They're related to everyone else in this way. That would be helpful. I'm not like absolutely obsessed with it, but it's fine for now. So we'll see what happens. Oh, and then I'm excited for book club. So yeah, that's, that's that on that. I love our, our book club name. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> it's clever. Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening and please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That is how we grow and take over the world. New podcasts will be starting, I think, October 1st, unless that's a weekend. Let me check the calendar. That is a Sunday. So October 2nd, I'm giving myself all of September to get the studio set up, get myself into a routine, and then we are going to go full steam ahead on September 2nd freaking October 2nd. Um, I haven't finalized a name for it yet. A little bit, a little bit. I have an idea, but anywho, be excited. All right. Well, thanks for listening guys. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.